Thanks for joining us today for another conversation on the book of John. We talked today about a man sitting by the edge of a pool wanting to be healed and Jesus showing up in some crazy ways. Enjoy. Recording. Are you now? Yeah. You oh, press the button. Here we hey, go. we're here. Hey, it's Friday again. <laughs> Friday. It's always I Friday. I always think of that stupid song. Greg. Yeah, that's a terrible song. Really? Is there a song every with single Friday? time. The YouTube oh, song man. from Have a few years ago. Nope. I, haven't. I don't mean to <sighs> make you feel older, but yeah, it was sorry. actually nine years ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. How long did you say? No. I said a few. Oh, that's a lot of few. <laughs> that's a couple that's few. A that's a few of few. Hey, no. what, what were you guys doing on from Y2K? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was helping yeah. my parents pack canned food and gallon water Did into they our really? basement. Oh, really? Heck yeah. No way. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, my, par- my parents had stocks. Did they? Stuff. Gotta be ready. Not a lot, but some. Gotta be ready. If it's not Y2K, it's the rapture. And if you just happen to miss the rapture, you you want to have that canned food. <laughs> I or remember you're just leaving it for people. Every... You're like, hey, it's going to be a tough few years. Guys. I lived on a, a cul-de-sac and... In my entire neighborhood was outside, standing in the middle of the court. Hmm. At midnight? At midnight. And hmm. I remember it turning midnight and none of the lights turning off. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember, oh, yeah, this is fine. I did not do any, we didn't do any, like, yeah. No, the words you, are You didn't get any five-gallon no, buckets of, of cream corn? No, but I'm sure I knew people that did, so I would know where to go. Yeah. Well, if I we, we lived in Texas at that moment, which I will say this all without a southern accent. I knew a lot of people that bought a lot mm. of stuff. Went to Sam's Club water. and got the blue 55-gallon Y2K water barrel. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I will say, I mean, time is relative, even around the world. Like, it's it's one thirty here. It was 2 o'clock here in Minnesota. It's 3 o'clock in New York. It's yeah. 10 o'clock in Germany. What time is it in Germany right Seven now? Seven hours ahead. Six, actually, right now. With okay, the so 9 o'clock. And I grew up in Michigan, which was on the same time as New York, so I got to see the ball drop in real time. Oh, and then as an that. adult, mm-hmm. moving to Minnesota, it was just a couple years ago that I had the sad realization I'm watching a recording. Yeah. It's a bummer. And on Y2K, <laughs> Y2K. You were okay when, for a while. <laughs> when, when we woke up on that day in the morning and turned on the news, Y2K was happening already, and nobody was having any trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a picture today. I don't know why you brought this up, but I saw a picture today of a Best Buy sign that said, remember to turn off at 11.59, remember to turn off your computer just to avoid damage. Yeah, Windows 95. I always think of Conan's song. In the year 2000. Oh, yeah. In the year 2000. <laughs> ah, I missed that. That's good. Yeah. That Did you guys good. ever watch Arsenio Hall? Yeah. I've heard that like name before. <laughs> I've heard of him. Cool. No, yes, I've watched him. Yeah. He, he said I heard show. of him. You've never saw the show? I don't I, think so. He's spicy. <laughs> I like him a lot. It, yeah, I know. <laughs> Rachel was just in the dog pound. <laughs> Tonight, me. those are the people with red hair. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Hey, it's... Here we are. It's 2021. It's <laughs> March of 2021. Time. Looking backwards yeah, a little Yeah, bit. the people that were born the day of Y2K are 21 years old. That's pretty easy math. But oh, really, is that why? Really painful. People are talking about it today. Well, I don't know. Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, that would have been This is back the third time it's come up in conversation for me today. Why two? Why really? Two? Yeah. Wow. So I'm just trying to figure no, out what's going I have, on. I have no idea why I brought it up. Actually, what happened is we're, it's we're just now. off in our math, and <laughs> today's actually Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> right now. My computer just shut off. What happened? <laughs> the calendars are a little twisted. Did, no. I have another fun thing to think about is if you had moments when computers have died, and you, I know Greg will say, I don't care. Just throw it all away. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but like, I, re, I remember when I, my phone broke when riding the roller coaster at the Mall of America and I saw it fall out of my pocket oh, and hit the ground. No. And just thinking all my life of photos gone. And then I remember when my camcorder got was sitting on the floor of the church van and no. somebody spilled a massive amount of soda, like a three liter or whatever, and it, that thing died and hmm. all of a sudden You spent a lot of time in church vans. Oh yeah. But have you ever had tech stuff just die that hurt your life? I don't think so. I mean, I've broken more phones than you've ever had, but <laughs> I don't know. Probably true. Also, I, I think you could I'm replace phones with cars in that same sentence. Yeah, yeah. That's also true. <laughs> How many cars have you had? Because I think I might have broken more cars than you. Well, okay, I can no, go through the list. No, okay. Can you go through your car yeah, list? Yeah, for okay. sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mine takes I had half a second. 80, 80, 83 Renault Alliance. Pretty sweet. 86 Dodge Omni, maybe 86 Dodge Omni. That was... What was that like? Blue box hatchback. Oh, jeez. Then a 89 Mazda 323. Oh, dang. I want that today. Yeah. A 97 Isuzu Rodeo, four-cylinder manual transmission. That is the most underpowered SUV in human history. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you call that an SUV... The Suzu Rodeo. That's like, the, that's like the Rodeo? It's as long Jimmy. as this table is wide. No, no, that's no. You're not thinking of the same thing. Rodeo is a full size SUV. Big chunk. Oh, I'm thinking of the. Is it the Samurai? Could be. That oh yeah, the, yeah. The that Suzuki the Samurai. That, Suzuki Samurai. That you could which is the lean on and tip over. Yeah. yeah. Same no. as Geo Metro. I have no idea. They're awesome. Geo Tracker. The Tracker. Yeah, Geo -tracker. the Geo Tracker, which is uh, the Suzuki Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Hyundai Elantra wagon. That's that's car you drive when I met you. Hyundai Elantra. Wagon. I got the exact same car, different color. Yeah. Because I brought it in as a like, I got the letter. Hey, could trade this in, and I was able to save money by giving. Was it the cash for clunkers? It... Mm, nope. It was from the dealership. Yep. And then, and then the Volkswagen we have now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I have more cars than that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just say, do you have any cars that you say, man, you know what? That worked really good for a long time. <laughs> yes. Ready? Go. Yeah, the car I have now. We've had it for. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a long time. Uh, barely, so, no. barely any problems. Here's here's my favorite moment when Greg and I went to Wisconsin to hang out with you and Joy. Yeah, that was to yeah. like. Hey, you guys are. We were following here. the Lord, and yes, we were was, trusting him. It was okay? so incredible, and they they had just <laughs> bought a vehicle, uh, and we met them. They bought a vehicle that needed an entire engine rebuilt. No, 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 not no, that one. Not, oh, it wasn't that no, one. No, no, one no. that didn't even here's, last that here's, long. Here's what happened. Okay, <laughs> quick story. We're moving from Virginia State to Minnesota State. We get to Wisconsin. Yep. No, 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 I got to Michigan. I stayed the night at my parents' house. I was on my way to Wisconsin to meet my wife and son there, and I stopped in Chicago to visit a friend. On the way out, I got in a pretty rough accident at an intersection. A lady was on her phone, and she slammed right into me going through a green light. And 
car got totaled. I had yep. to go to a car rental place, get my daughter and our car full of crap into a rental car <laughs> to get to Wisconsin. <laughs> and then yeah, that sucks. we were having to pay <laughs> yeah, for this sucks. rental car. And we didn't have a bunch of money in savings, so we got to the point where the amount... Where did their, her insurance come into all this? After the fact. Okay. We still, we got reimbursed, but we we were going to like overdraw, overdraw our account. Yeah, that's fun. So I was like, we have enough money to go buy a car, but that's all in cash. We can't even get it into our bank account right now because we're out of state. Yeah, you moved. We moved. We had a bunch You're, of cash. There's oh, a word. Man. What is that? Homeless. 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 That's yes. right. Yeah. So we find this 1997 <laughs> Toyota... <laughs> Rav four again. Yeah. This was this was twenty seventeen or twenty six twenty seventeen sixteen. And uh, it was like, hey, this is great. I like it. It smells old and gassy, but yeah, <laughs> I think I like it. And we spent twenty six hundred dollars on it. And then three days later, I had a friend look at it. He said, yeah, you should probably send it down the road. And you're like, oh no. I just spent twenty five hundred dollars on this car. Yeah. Which you know, I have made some mistakes. Like I, one time I bought. Four Timberwolves tickets, uh, and went to the stadium and found out that that it was an away game that I bought tickets to, <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't going to get to Houston uh, in the next fifteen minutes to go to the game. That's and, a good one. And so though, but that seventeen dollar mistake, I felt like pretty. You didn't broke. empty your bank account for it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I, but I was like, that's the worst. I hate it. Oh, walking home, walk of shame, but. We that lost sixteen hundred dollars on that car. <laughs> that one hurts. Well, we and then we lost. Greg and I, hanging out with you, said, "Dude, let me fill up your tank before you go. Fill it up, and it does smell really gassy." And I told you before. I told you that you shouldn't have filled it up all the way. The gas tank has a leak, <laughs> and you can you can you should only fill it to halfway. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh. So usually the question in that moment is, why? Why is the gas tank leaking? Mm-hmm. And that would be associated with a lot of other things yep. happening in that car. Yep. But the good thing is the car got us to wherever we were in Wisconsin and got us back. And that's that's the most expensive Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. The most expensive Uber. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that car rental was only a thousand bucks a day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we basically borrowed wow. a 97 Toyota RAV for three months and spent $1,600. Cool. Yeah. I did get oh, rear-ended I'm this sorry. week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is my second time getting rear-ended in eight months. Mm. It's my favorite. Mm. The Do unexpected you... rear-end is the best feeling ever. Mm. It's oh. so easy to be nice to the person after that. How did you do? <laughs> I was... She was fine. She was fine. Uh. This one wasn't as bad as the first one. Mm. But... It's... Uh... <clears throat> I, uh, Bria and I got rear-ended, I don't know, four years ago, whatever. <laughs> Not as bad as yours. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got hit pretty hard. And the weird thing about it, though, is that... That's actually why you have the Volkswagen. It is why we have the Volkswagen. The, even now, which is years later, and it wasn't, we weren't hospital injured, but it's weird when I, at a stoplight, I, I look at the mirror mm. waiting for everybody to just bash oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of PTSD. Cars aren't actually safe. That's the thing. Mm-mm. There's good safety features in cars, but they they really are kind of the most unsafe situation we put ourselves in on a daily basis. When I was not in this COVID world, <laughs> when I was a probably preschool world. age, we had a uh, my family. Our family car was a Ford Pinto. Oh, 
which is that's the card that when it gets rear-ended it bursts into flames yeah the most dangerous car ever made that's terrifying so we had one rear engine no it just the gas tank was like under the back seat like the bumper or no it crushed (laughs) it crushed the gas tank yeah good yeah and there was no like support the gas tank was integral into the frame Oh. Yeah, that's what it was. Wow. It wasn't. I don't, a tank. I don't even know exactly how it was, but it it just was a dangerous thing. But I, I, you know, thinking about that, that wasn't a moment of like my parents failing. It's just like that's just what you did. Yeah. And mm. and then when we had Caprice Classics, which my grandparents would retire a Caprice Classic like every five years, four <laughs> years, so we'd have, a, which is a big car. <laughs> but I mean, I never thought anything about laying in the back glass while driving down the interstate. It was just like awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. that's normal. Like, that's that my favorite. Huge, it was like oh. a table where the back window went. You could lay yeah. up there and like look truckers <laughs> oh, in the gosh. face as they went by and stuff. And right now, if you went on the interstate and you saw a kid laying in the back glass of a vehicle, yeah. you're like, is there somebody I can call? Yeah. yeah. It's much yeah. different. Uh, real quick. Favorite, <laughs> favorite car. <laughs> Favorite car you've ever had? Greg, we already know yours. Yeah. And what have you owned that was your favorite? Oh, I like my car right now. Yeah? That's your favorite? Yeah. That I've owned? Yeah. Am I going to say my Renault Alliance? Sure. Maybe. Sure. Maybe the U.S. had a sunroof to it. That's fine. And it didn't matter if the sunroof was open or closed, it leaked equally. Oh, man. Yeah, mine's the Honda Element for sure. Yeah. I knew that. I could have told everybody. Oh, yeah. My first. I would buy one right now if I could. My first adult car was a like a Honda Civic, a '99 Honda Civic, and I had that until 2019. So I really, yeah, like I like even when I got rid of it, it was very my whole adult Hmm. life. Yeah, I like remember going to college and like filling it with all my dorm stuff, and people be like, "You can't fit that in there. You want a bet? Like, I can fit so much in here." Was it a four door or a hatch? It's a four-door, but I still could fit a lot in there. Yeah. And then my friend Andy, you know Andy, we moved into a house together and um, bought a like an outdoor table and flipped it on top of my Honda Civic and held it oh. <laughs> with our hands. We got it like on sale from That's Kmart. That's a stop move right And there. held it down and just drove very yeah, slowly. Yeah, good. So, yeah, it's been through my I've held many things on the roof of vehicles with my hands. Listen, anytime Scott tells you to hold something, you should just be hesitant. <laughs> Get a rope. Yeah. You don't know how long you're going to be holding. You don't know how, how hard it it's going to be. Oh, yeah. yeah, There's yeah. a lot of variables that are important. I don't about. mind at all. Mm. These are the things where I was like, well, that was kind of crazy. And Scott's like, that's normal. Like, that's what we do. We yeah. hold things yeah. on the roof. Have you ever had things fall out of the back of your vehicle while driving on the interstate? No. My hand is raised. No. no. Really? I think only when I was with you. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was helping a new American family move into their place in St. Paul. And so there was no English being spoken. And we were put everything in this, I don't know, borrowed truck? I don't even know where we got the truck from. But we were driving through on 94 through downtown St. Paul. And all of a sudden a bunch of their stuff started flying out of the back <laughs> of the truck. <laughs> And I, there was, the, the man, the dad, was sitting in, in the passenger seat next to me, and he, I, there was no language. You were driving? I, I was driving. And all of a sudden, it was just became very clear. He was saying, go, 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 just leave it. Just leave it. Poor guy. Uh, yeah. He probably felt like he was doing something wrong, <laughs> which he was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, we're in John. Still. Yep. This is our ninth week. We are 
this week coming to this moment where Jesus heals a man that was laying at a pool, paralyzed, crippled for 38 years. Hmm. 38? 38 years. 38. 30, 38. No, I think it was 38. Years. Which is, that's how old Rachel is. Give her minus two I know. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should just stop saying that now. I'm good with that. 38, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fun thing has been, for me, in this conversation and in preparation for this, is that to see how this guy... Um, before, during, and after this really incredible interaction with Jesus, mm. had no clue who Jesus was. Mm. Yeah, just fun. Yeah, something I've been thinking through as we've kind of started this conversation is, and maybe I'll just ask you guys: How do questions? How do the questions you ask change as a relationship deepens? Wow. Like I was thinking, like the there's this. On it, you could think of first date, or you just met somebody. But like the level of questions that you asked, it seems to be all about. At first, is a lot about uh, just gaining information, mm-hmm. yeah, which is okay. But then, like if you compare that in contrast to like the questions you ask your spouse or someone you've worked with for a long time, it they change pretty drastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's inter- an interesting, interesting. It's fascinating how Jesus walks up to this guy and. Doesn't go. How's it going? (laughs) Well, pretty nice out today. How's the weather? He gets there though, kind of. Hey, do you want the? I just noticed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of can't move. Do you want me to? Do you want me to help you? (laughs) Do you want me to heal you? Like no. Well, he asked the question. Do you want to get well? Which that (laughs) talk about a humanizing. It's like, it's kind of like. In a moment, when you see somebody in the midst of a really, really bad day, and you come up to them and you go, "How's it going?" <laughs> That's fine. It's. I mean, you don't. You just didn't have anything else to say. Do you want to have a better day? Yeah. Yeah. Here's and, the thing. Middle school, me and my friends. If Jesus would have come up to us in that situation, and he would have asked, "Do you want to get well?" We would have. Well, yeah. No, doy. 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 But I think. I have a, a couple of friends who have long-term physical illness. One guy with visual impaired. And he's fascinated. It's fascinating when he talks about how he feels a degree of annoyance when uh, he's a Christian guy. He's in oh, yeah. ministry. But he he's constantly bombarded like, man, I want to pray for you that yeah. you will receive your sight. And it's he he's very gracious in it. And it's great that people want to do that. But he's just like, hey... God can give restore my sight without, or with with your prayer or without it, mm-hmm. and uh, and it. Uh, he just says it's annoying. Yeah. That's the, yeah. the the end of it. And I think yeah. it's hard. Like I with my my son, like people have prayed for his liver multiple times oh, and like yeah. put their hands on him, and it's like, and I want to be like have that faith, but yeah. I also am like this is like a DNA, and it's like I know God can do it. Yeah. I know Jesus could heal him, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Part of me just feels like, like, like they're missing it somehow. Hmm. I don't know. It's but a weird when you're. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Right. And you're constant, yeah. constantly bombarded with, come here, we're right. going to pray for you. And I would be going, I want to yeah. play. I would right. like to play. Yeah. yeah. 
That, that's what well, and it would fair. really mess with like I mean, even like for him, he's always he's he has a little tube and he's always like he has to get a shake, but he's still at home schooling, and so yeah. he's on the camera, and I can kind of give him a shake off to the side where no one can see it. But mm-hmm. he's like the last year or two, he's been super self conscious about that, yeah. and like he he'll do okay like if friends are like, why can't you have sugar and lo- and he'll kind of answer some questions, but yeah. like that feeling of being different and that feeling of like being noticed in that way all the time like i feel like that is an uncomfortable situation for yeah. an eight-year-old boy let alone somebody that's like all their life like i was just thinking like if you saw somebody in a wheelchair and said hey do you want to get well like that really feels like it could be a that would be an uncomfortable conversation yeah. if i wasn't jesus you yeah know? and and to the same way again i think faith is beautiful and powerful but there would be also, you may be out of bounds if you were at mm-hmm. a funeral and said, all right, we're going to stop and we're going to pray right now yeah. that, that they would live again. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that could be hard. Yeah. I think yeah. it matters who, who's given the power. And in the way that Jesus asks that question, he's giving this man exactly. the power That's the whole point. to decide versus yeah. like the story you told, Rachel, your story is, is people assume they make these assumptions, and those assumptions can actually be harmful because yeah. it teaches mm-hmm. somebody that their entire person is wrapped yeah, up identity. in this yeah. in this mm-hmm. thing. What is interesting that Jesus doesn't ask the guy if he could pray for him. Yeah, he says, "Yeah, do you want to be well?" And then it's almost like this lean over, like this was a a moment of like intimate conversation. It wasn't like, "Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna pray for my brother here." Yeah, it was Come up on stage. Yes. Yeah. Let's make this the center of attention. Everybody lay their hands. But it I'm sorry. It turns into this production where he leans in this anti production and just says, hmm. Do you want to get well? Yeah. Nobody help like I'm here alone. Nobody helps me into the water when the waters are stirred. Mm-hmm. Well, you get up and walk. And he does. Gets takes his mat and then Jesus slips away. It was definitely not a production because all of a sudden, like the religious authorities go, why are you carrying your mat? It's the Sabbath. Yeah. Because uh, the guy that healed me told me yeah. to, who who told you? Who told you to do, well, who was this person? And then the guy goes, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like, where we get in trouble is uh, we turn it into a method. We turn it into a, a formula. You know, we like, oh, well, Jesus healed this way. So if I just do that, and if I make sure I say in Jesus' yeah. name, then this thing will happen when really Jesus did all kinds of miracles all different ways and he didn't <laughs> didn't go around like all right be healed in my name mm-hmm. you know he's just like this is who I am and I'm gonna spit in dirt for this one guy who can't see I'm gonna <clears throat> tell this other guy to just get up and walk I'm gonna tell one lady that her faith is what made her whole I'm gonna have another but like person touch my cloak and that somehow is gonna transfer healing into them like yeah, go wash your face. Go wash your face. Get in, get in this guy's shadow, actually, if you get in this guy's shadow. Like, just all kinds of Go show the ways. religious authorities what, mm. who you are, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's probably actually a pretty good thing that it's not formulaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but unfortunately, we really quickly make things formulaic. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, and, like, the joke of it is, like, I discovered that my prayers are answered when I rock sideways. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to forward and back. Yeah. And <laughs> Scott is rocking. And, <laughs> and I mean, I say that kind of in jest, but it—it's real. Yeah, yeah. Because we love 
people and we want people to be healed and we just like hold on to it tightly and if we just think if we could find the right thing out then god would do the thing yeah and i don't know what this whole convert i mean we've talked a lot about how john there's like maybe some internal dialogue and not all the external dialogue is said so i don't know what this man knew of jesus or what the conversation looked like or anything but i feel like in his openness like he trusted jesus like the fact that he was like nobody will bring me to the water and like the fact that he would say that well and the man is in a place waiting to be healed so like yeah that's a little different than going up to a stranger at ikea and saying hey do you want to walk um but like there is like some trustworthiness there Mm -hmm. and i feel like that has to be that has to exist yeah and the pain point at least if i was if i'm in this these this guy's shoes the pain point is Mm. i'm here all alone Mm -hmm. i'm here all alone Mm -hmm. yeah and uh yeah. Um, and like again my inserting narrative into this is that you know when I was a kid my parents brought me here when I was a teenager mm-hmm. uh, they would drop me off and pick me up when I was in my 20s they would every once in a while they would check on me and now mm-hmm. 38 years into this I'm, I, I'm all alone well mm-hmm. even the Pharisees like when he, they said to him pick up your why are you walking with your mat like did they even recognize somebody that had been there for that long like did they know yeah and again me inserting into narrative is that uh again from modern or whatever my own perspective is that they probably didn't because he wouldn't have been worth looking at right or talking to yeah they had no idea what yes and I, not to just throw them under the bus, sometimes it's easy to say, oh, I don't want to stare. Mm. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because I don't want to dehumanize them, but in the act of not right. giving eye contact, I'm dehumanizing them. Yeah. 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 In, in, in the midst of all this, um, I mean, there's a lot of things to process, and we, uh, we're going to be asking a, a thousand questions, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I only have seven in my I know. section. I, I noticed that your section is, again, 14 pages long. and Yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I've less, done it. I'm less scared about a 14-page long from Zach than I am from you. 14-page really? long? Yeah. Oh, really? If someone's going to have a 14-page long. That means long, so much to me. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do 14 pages in three minutes. You also do one page in 36 minutes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. When it is that long, it's like, oh, which, which Scott are we going to get today? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, some, just jumping in, in all this process, but we asked, asked these questions. Why, why is Jesus engaged in people's lives then now? Um, and how does our deserving or understanding or perception of who Jesus is determine his engagement in our lives? And if we're walking towards John's objective as seeing him as the Messiah and seeing that there's life and light in him, there's, we have to wrestle with these things. Is how is Jesus engaged in our lives in order to get there? Mm-hmm. And the simplistic is probably uh, going to let us down. The formulaic. Sure. Yeah. I was just trying to think through, I think what this story, like the, the shocking thing to this story is this guy had, it was clear this guy had no idea who healed him. Yeah. And so the, for me, I like, I, I easily jump forward to this conclusion of like, does that mean God is at work? in the places that I don't expect him to be at work or people's in the lives of people who don't like, is Jesus at work in the lives of people who don't expect Jesus to be at work in their lives? And then what is my responsibility in that? Yeah. 
And the John, I just hear his like his tone in this is that he's he's drawing this parallel that all of a sudden now the religious authorities are equally as ignorant as the opposite of them. And so he, the the nobody who interacted with Jesus had no idea. And the religious authority who was spending their entire life looking for the Messiah had no idea that he was right there. And yeah. <clears throat> and so that pathway to seeing him as the Messiah is doesn't matter if you're knowing all or knowing nothing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting at the end of John 5, Jesus, in speaking to the authorities, basically says you search the scriptures constantly because you think you'll find life there, but you miss that the scriptures are all about me. Yeah. I'm standing right before you and you can't, you can't take what I have to say. Yeah. And uh, yet this guy who's laying at this pool, he wasn't searching for anything except healing. And I think if Jesus would have shown himself, told him, hey, I'm Jesus, uh, this guy might have turned it into a formula. But, yeah, there's a lot to that, that this guy, he just didn't even know. Well, I think even if this guy, I think if Jesus would have went up and said, hey, I'm Jesus, believe in me, this guy would have been like, I've been alone here for years trying to get healed, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have bigger I have bigger worries in life. Yeah. And that, to me, that echoes back to our conversations we had about desperation yeah. a week or two ago, whenever mm-hmm. that was. <clears throat> yeah. And tied to that, in this whole big picture, is that water is thematic in scripture and thematic in John of life and Jesus turns life into abundance when he turns water into wine Hmm. and so you're not only going to have life you're going to have life to the full let me illustrate that and then continue that that theme will continue on and here's a moment where a guy's looking for life looking for healing in this water and Jesus is the water Hmm. and I mean I could just dwell on that that even outside of my knowledge, outside of my deserving, outside of everything, Jesus is life. And uh, um, all the things that I'm trying to do to get life, Jesus is sitting there going, ah. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. And I just need to dwell on that. Yeah. I kind of come to the point of, for us, what is what is the math that I sit on often or think that I'm confined to? What is the thing in my life that I think that I think keeps me stuck? And what is the thing that I'm looking to to be my cure for that thing? Because I'm, I'm looking for something. And all of us have some level of, for lack of a better word, brokenness that we try to deal with in a way that is separate from God. And uh, I don't even like using the word brokenness, though, because Jesus comes along and he doesn't say, hey, you're broken. I can heal you. He, he doesn't even really mm-hmm. speak to this guy's sickness. He speaks to this guy's wanting to be well that's the only question he asks hey do you want to be well yeah and uh so the guy has this brokenness for sure but jesus just comes and says i I want to make you well and uh, he's standing right there there's a thousand people probably that want to be healed in that area and he doesn't go heal all of them if he would have said hey i'm jesus i'm the messiah it would have been this mad rush at him and people would have been clamoring to get healing from him or yeah like it's him he can do it uh, and yeah, he's standing right there. And maybe we look to the wrong things for fixing of things that we don't even need to be as concerned with as where is Jesus right now? Because if I can find him, I think I can find everything I need. 
and looking around in our own life, in the lives of people in our world, where's Jesus? Um, that's big. It's good. John isn't done. We have to remember that. It's so easy to read scripture and think that every page you turn is the full of the narrative. <laughs> Concluded. <laughs> done. I can learn everything I need to know about Jesus and life and theology in this one narrative. And John is, he's drawing a big picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll continue on. We turn the page, all of a sudden he's feeding uh, thousands of people. And uh, which brings to a, a really fun study of looking at all the food miracles in scripture has just blown my mind a little bit Mm. and to, to see that tied into this as well yeah cool thanks guys